Okay. You can uh, make yourselves comfortable in whatever way you can make yourself comfortable. I try to explain how uh, the meditation that we are doing, the meditation called Mahamudra, is not just itself a state of mind, it's not just a meditative state. It is a kind of understanding of uh, it is. use the Sanskrit word but I have to it, it's a vip, it, it is a vipassana is that okay <laughs> it is uh, I'm going to use another term not Sanskrit but it's going to sound English but it's probably won't make sense it's an analysis on the ultimate reality on the nature of ultimate reality it is uh, sincere look into what is the true nature of reality. Now what makes Mahamudra meditation different from other meditations? The object that you're using to get into this uh, analysis, to, get, uh, uh, to eventually get the direct perception of this true nature of reality is the mind itself. You're using the mind both as a means to get to the preparation for Vishpashyana uh, and also as the means to as the object for the Vipashyana itself okay. I started to use this term in the beginning when I'm talking, when I say uh, think of something that, that is of true concern to you. So that is the, uh, and then come to the realization that what you're doing right now is the ultimate way of addressing this concern. If you've never been to a Buddhist class before, that might help. But if you've been to Buddhist classes before, and, you're, and you know what you're supposed to be, what, what, what should be the first thing that I'm supposed to be saying, and you're not hearing it, that might confuse you. So, just for those of you who've been to Buddhist classes before, and if in case you're getting confused, this is just a way of getting you to have an, uh, a genuine sense of motivation. Not the prefabricated one, the one that you buy in the books, the one that you borrow from, you know, from Nagarjuna and, and the rest, but a real sense of, motiv uh, 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 a real genuine motivation as to why you're doing this. So what is of concern to you, personally speaking, globally speaking? It doesn't matter if it's something, if it, deal if it deals with money, if it deals with, uh, with uh, relationships, whatever it is that is of concern to you, 
whatever it is that is forcing you to think of something beyond the normal, okay? Making you, forcing you to look for a definite solution, okay? In order for uh, this motivation to be genuine, your concern must be genuine. Just sitting down and saying, okay, I'm going to reach enlightenment for the sake of sentient beings, when none of these words mean anything to you, it's not going to necessarily make this meditation into something powerful. When you say these words, they must have actual uh, meaning for you. They must be something that you have genuine concern for, for. When you say enlightenment for the sake, enlightenment, what does that mean to you? For the sake of all sentient beings, what does that mean? What is it, in, what's, in what way for the sake of all sentient beings? Who are these all sentient beings? And why should you be doing this thing for their sake? Just because it sounds nice, just because all the Mahayana books say that's what you're supposed to be working for, all the, and, and all the Mahayana books, they talk bad about if you don't have this kind of mind, don't sit down with a... Whew, that's going to sound harsh. Mm. Sorry. Mm. Try not to make it Well, don't sit down with the motivations that are, that, that is completely, the motivations of a hypocrite. Okay. So, if you can go to something that you really are concerned about, that naturally, and, and this will naturally help you get to a, uh, a sense of com a genuine compassion rather than the word compassion in your, in your mind but a genuine feeling of compassion and you can use that to go to uh, that state of mind that's supposed to be the, the real motivation ah, I got to, I have, you have to understand when you say I am okay I'm going to reach enlightenment for the sake of a sentient being it means you have to completely transform whoever you are are you ready to transform yourself to become something someone completely different than who you are right now? Not because of the wonderful results you're going to have for yourself, but because it's a way to help others. Are you really willing to completely transform yourself for that? That's what it means to reach enlightenment for the sake of all sentient beings. Okay. So if you can use a genuine sense of concern, you can let that be the door that at least approaches that state of mind. Not necessarily be completely in it. Okay? That itself is a realization. It's not just something, it's not just some thoughts in your mind. Okay? That wasn't the reason. <laughs> that wasn't what I was supposed to talk about. You about but, uh. So, you have this concern and you really want to address this concern. You want to do something about this concern. And you, and you are sitting down meditating. Okay. So what is it that you're supposed to, or what is it that meditation is supposed to help you arrive to that will be, okay, now I am addressing this concern. Now I'm doing something about this. This relationship, this economic problem, this social problem, this emotional problem. Okay. So this thing that the that philosophers are calling 
the ultimate nature of reality. It's not just some abstract term, it's not just some fancy words put together, it's the actual thing that you're supposed to arrive at that, was, that is actually going to really address your economic concern, your personal concern, your relationship concern, all those concerns that you have. This is it. Now it sounds, it, it, it may not sound that uh, to be, uh, it may not sound as if these two things are actually connected. Seeing the, having a direct understanding of the true nature of reality and then addressing and doing something about my economic concern. Is it not spiritual? Is it? Should I not have any, any economic concerns whatsoever? Okay. So whatever state, whatever it is that is of concern to you, that's your path to compassion. Okay. Use it. Even if you have to let go of it later on. But for now, that's what's of true concern to you. Even if you can't stand so and so and that's your concern. Use it. Okay. Oh, feel sorry for those people who have to deal with that guy. Okay? Let that be your path of compassion. And then... <laughs> okay. Alright. So, this thing that you're supposed to come in contact with, ultimate nature of reality. So, Mahamudra is a meditation, yeah, to get to that. <laughs> and what makes Mahamudra special is that... Uh, it is, a, it is a meditation where the object that you are focusing on, that you're using to get you first to what is called shamatha, is the same object you use to get to, to when, you're doing, when you get to vipassana. Shamatha is the state of mind where uh, all your senses are withdrawn, you're not, no, no longer able to be disturbed by outside, uh, outside stimuli. And, you're, and you feel that you have complete control of how you can direct your thoughts. Okay? That's shamatha. And of course, it has a little bliss in it. Then, using that state of mind, then trying to stay within that state of mind, then you try, now you look, you look again at the mind to get to the ultimate nature of reality. So, Mahamudra is a vipassana meditation. It is an analysis. Now, some people don't like the, word, the term analysis when it comes to meditation because for them it's like you know, two, two things that are opposing each other. Okay. If analysis doesn't work for you, use another word. Okay. It's looking at the true nature of reality and trying to really get to perceive it. And unfortunately, again, for those of you who are already Buddhists, <laughs> You may begin your look, your search into the true nature of reality by thinking, oh, I wonder what emptiness looks like. That is not analysis on the ultimate nature. That is trying to understand that term emptiness. You may reach some deep meditative state with it, but that is not how you get to see the true nature of reality. You don't you don't get to see the true nature of reality thinking alre you already know what, it's, what it looks like and trying to force your mind to see it. You have to allow it to, uh, to appear to you. So, 
what is being called the analysis, just think, think of it as just a term that you use, okay, for those of you having problem with that. <laughs> uh, it is genuine, open-minded look into the nature of reality, allowing it to present itself to you. Okay? So, you begin and in the process of look of finding what is called the mind you bring your mind you bring your mind uh, you bring yourself to a meditative state and this uh, meditative state is powerful powerful state of mind and having first having being able to see oh that's the mind now you try to now you do the looking deeply into its nature. What is it really? That's basically what you're answering. That's the question you're answering. What is this really? And, and don't impose anything on it. Even beautiful things that you've heard about, that's what the mind is supposed to be. Don't even bring those there. Okay? What is this really? That thing that is open, uh, appearing to you that you're calling the mind. What is it really? Okay? And And as, you're, as you are looking at it with a strong intention on finding out what is this really, that's the analysis. It tells you, uh, this appears to you, say, okay, is it, is it really this? And something else appears to you, is it really this? Until you finally get to an ultimate. And this, what, how do you understand that term ultimate? Finally, you arrive at something that you cannot, you can no longer dissect. It's not made up of something else. Something that is, that's it and nothing else beyond it. Okay. And just because I said that, the mind's trick is already has something ready, ready there to, to, to be, to sustain for that thing. Okay. Like, uh, the ultimate nature of things is energy. Oh, did I break some people's, uh, sorry. <laughs> so you might hold in your, in your mind, oh, the ultimate nature of thing is energy. And then your, your analysis becomes a means of arriving at energy. That's not finding the true nature of reality. Okay. If it is indeed energy, you're not supposed to start out thinking you're going to find it. You're supposed to arrive at it, okay? Um, now, by the time you reach vipassana, make sure you use the, sense, uh, the Tibetan term. It's, it's easier to pronounce. <laughs> By the time you reach Vipassana, you no longer uh, uh, necessarily think in, in, uh, in, con in terms of concepts, or should I say gross concepts, because it's a little bit away from no, no, no concepts whatsoever. Uh, for some of you, the, the, the gross concepts may be something related to uh, your senses, 
either sounds, you, you are talking in your head, or you're having visuals, or something related to your senses. In the beginning, to get to that state of mind, you, ca you can use conceptual thinking or, yeah, conceptual thinking. Deliberately use conceptual thinking so you can get to that state. But eventually, the very use of conceptual thinking becomes cumbersome. It becomes almost as if uh, conceptual thinking is too heavy for your mind. It's too much for you to do. Okay? So you let that go and you find another way of actually engaging this object that you're focusing on. Okay? When, you're, when you're at Vipassana, you're at that level of, of uh, analyzing. So just starting out thinking, okay, what is emptiness? Okay, I hear that ultimate nature of mind is empty. What does that mean? What does it mean for something to be empty? Okay, what is my mind? This is not Vipassana. When you're at Vipassana, you're no longer doing this in your mind. Okay? But there is that sense, a very strong sense of wanting to know. And it's guiding the meditation. There's no need for you to verbalize anything. And there's no need for you to not to verbalize anything. Okay? Little Zen thing there. When did you get here? any concern, 
it will lead you to <laughs> yeah it will lead you to Buddhahood because that is the ultimate way of addressing anything okay but let, let it be natural so that uh, you won't be 20 years later asking yourself you know do I have compassion okay and then you're saying you know I'm gonna be a Buddha for everybody you know for 20 years It's not the word that's going to bring you to Buddhahood. It's the genuine feeling that you have. Okay. Um, did I address that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. So, here's the Mahamudra. Let it dawn to you in your mind that you're about to do something of great significance. Not in a sectarian way of being significant, but because you're looking for something to truly address your concerns. Let it bring your body and your mind to a place that is conducive to meditation. you've settled your body, your breath, and your mind, then go to that sense of that presence now above your head. Whatever it is that you need that will help you with this meditation, think of it as being embodied in that sense of presence you feel now at the crown of your head. comes naturally that you can actually use it so use your devotion towards that sense of presence directing that devotion 
so you can succeed in your meditation. And with whatever measure of conviction you can bring up, that the actual means to achieve your aim is above your head and bring it to the, the very center of your heart and from there just watch intently on seeing the mind and don't concern yourself with distractions instead have the confidence that eventually your senses will be withdrawn and even if there is a storm next to you, you will not be able to hear it. And have the intention to see what's really there. First what is there and what is really there.
consciously aware of whatever degree of tranquility you're experiencing. And let your heart go out into the world. Let it embrace everyone with a genuine concern object of your concern. See how if they could taste the tranquility that you are now experiencing, it could free them from their delusions, from their fever, from their afflictions that is causing them so much trouble. this be a reason to give rise to a strong determination within you. And dedicate the merits of this to accomplishing the objective of your determination. strengthen your resolve once more, holding on to your renewed resolve, bring your attention back to the breath, and with the intention that you will carry your resolve with you, Bring your attention to the body. Okay.